ready to create the impactful and profitable business you've been dreaming of? It's all possible. We've done it ourselves after leaving careers in law and clinical practice. Like many other professional women, we wanted the freedom and flexibility to live life on our own terms, and we felt the pull to be more present to our growing families. But we still felt drawn to contribute, to build, and to create. For us, that looked like founding software companies, but for you, that may look different. Our mission is to help other ambitious women build and grow businesses on the internet. Starting up online can be overwhelming and isolating, but it doesn't need to be. Join us for honest conversations about what it really means to grow an online business that aligns with your values and adds something meaningful to the world. I'm Sandy Connery. And I'm Jenny Barcelos. And this is the Soulful MBA Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. We love audiobooks and we suspect that you do too. Because you're a Soulful MBA listener, you can get an audiobook of your choice and a 30-day free trial over at audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash soulfulmba for your free audiobook. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Soulful MBA podcast, episode 137. I'm Jenny Barcelos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Sandy Connery. Hey, Sandy. Hello, Jenny. Hi, everybody. Hi. In this episode, we're going to talk about some mindset issues that may be holding you back from making the kind of money that you're looking to make online. Yeah, I think it's sort of the next step in this Women and Money series is to actually talk about what might be happening in our own minds, our own thoughts, and really identify what is holding us back from making the money that we want to make. Yeah. And although you and I, Sandy, have a bunch of compassion for this fear and frustration, because we also embody it at times, we just want to share some real hard lessons that we've learned. Some tough love, some tough love, some tough love. Yeah. About why you might be not making the kind of money. Mm -hmm. Because we see these patterns, we see these excuses and this sort of victim mentality play in our inbox all the time. And we don't often get to say, hey, you know, let's take a look at it this way and kind of, you know, it's not always the appropriate place to do that. So this is where we're going to do it. This is the platform to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I, I also think we could call this a little bit like a failure to launch problem. And that's really a big deal for a lot of people. I think if you get to the point that you've ever launched anything and made a sales page and put something out and made a sale, like you're well beyond, I think, the vast majority of people. So most people who have a dream they don't take any action at all. And then there's sort of this next level of people that have a dream and they take maybe like one or two steps towards achieving that goal. And in the case of teaching online, maybe they buy the camera or they start recording themselves with their phone and maybe they invest in some software and then it stops there. And that's really unfortunate because that's just the first step. And often that's the hardest step is to decide I'm going to take a chance on myself and I'm going to share this with someone else, whether it's a company or my partner or my close circle of friends. And then not to take action after that is just heartbreaking really. So we want yeah. to help you work through that. Yeah. It's like a loss to you, but it's also a loss to your clients and the people that you could help and impact. Like They lose too, right? So we really want to get you over these mindset issues so that you're taking action having a business online and making really good money. Absolutely. And just think about it like the 80-20 rule. I think we talk about this a lot in our business that really it's impossible to do everything and to do everything right and perfectly and well and thoroughly. And the truth is, is that, you know, 
you only need to do a percentage of the overall body of work in order to have massive impacts. And so we want to help you decide kind of what those actions are over the course of our podcast and working with us. But first, you need to overcome some of these mindset issues. So we have broken this into seven different excuses that we hear way too often. And hopefully, not hopefully, but you might hear one of these um, rolling around in your mind. And this is where we're going to help you through it. So number one, Jenny, is I can't do what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this comparison game is super dangerous. It's important, I think, to look outside of your own business and your own dreams for inspiration to start to tease out some ideas of what's possible to do online in the scope of an online business. But then it's really important to shut that off because you're going to fall in just like you do with social media, probably. Like we all have moments on Instagram, right? Where we're playing that comparison game and it starts to feel really unhealthy because you don't have as much experience. You don't know your way around a camera, being in front of a camera as much as the next person. You don't have the ability to travel to exotic places and film your videos in these, you know, slot canyons or whatever, like whatever, however this plays out for you, it's a, a really dangerous negative spiral that you can get into. And so we always tell this to our new clients is that people want to work with you. Your clients, your community wants to work with you. And it doesn't matter that you can't do X, Y, Z the same as some other person or some other famous person on the internet. What we always say to each other is eyes on your own page. Because as often when we are starting to work on something or create something new, we'll notice that someone else is doing something similar, charging more, charging less, whatever. We'll, we'll play this game too. Yeah, we can come up with all sorts of excuses why we shouldn't do this. And the the thing we say back and forth is eyes on your own page, eyes on your own page and do this work that's in front of you. There is lots of clients out there. There's lots of money to be had. And we should never stop ourselves because someone is doing the same thing or similar or a little twist of like, no, eyes on your own page and do the work. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And the second limiting belief that we hear quite frequently is there is so much free stuff out there on the internet, on YouTube, wherever, who's going to pay for mine? And you know, that's absolutely true. There is a lot of free stuff on YouTube and probably whatever it is that you teach or coach, there's a plethora of it already out there on YouTube for free and on other places too. And here is the beauty in kicking this limiting belief to the curb. Right now, we are in a period of oversaturation of information. And we've talked about this at length on the podcast, Sandy, around kind of and the concepts around digital sanity. And so, yeah, everything exists for free. Like any legal advice you need, like any yoga class you want to take, anything you can imagine exists you know, in a massive number of little files somewhere on the internet, like it's everywhere. And so the beauty of being you and doing what you do is that you're able to curate that down for someone. So one of the biggest pain points we see for individuals and consumers is that they have to go searching and looking and digging through content and information and websites to try to find the answers. And there's a real value in you bringing your unique gifts, your expertise to a subject matter and curating and presenting your clients with something that's the exact right fit for them. And they don't have to go digging around and spend hours and hours wandering aimlessly through the interwebs. 
Yeah. So you can save them time, but also don't undervalue the relationship that you've developed with those students. So a relationship, yeah, I can go and, you know, find free Pilates for a SI joint on YouTube, but I would much rather pay for my teacher to know me, know my body, know my issues when I, you know, put my back out, all that. That relationship is so important. You don't get that from free YouTube videos. And so people will pay for that to have the contact with you and to have your brain on this issue, whatever they're teaching. So relationship is really important. And that's why people will pay the money. Mm -hmm. We want the relationship and we want to find the order and the chaos. So we buy things on Amazon because they have five-star reviews. We order the new leggings that our favorite blogger wrote about in their Friday favorites post. And we want to be told what to do by someone we trust. So never underestimate that. And just choosing to go and produce a bunch of free content in the hope that you're going to rise to the top in a sea of information isn't going to work. Your job as an online teacher, coach, expert, trainer is to take your very best work, to put it into an easy to understand format, and then to go find the people out there in the world that are looking for that exact right thing. And once you start to see the world that way and to see your business through that lens, you start to develop a really clear path forward. And you can get rid of some of the, you know, the feeling stuck in your business. Okay. And number three is not embracing your inner salesperson. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is a big one on the internet. Yeah. I, th- I think, Jenny, that people just that word sales, like I have to sell something. And I think we just honestly need to get over it. Yeah. We're going to sell something. You're going to sell something. It's going to be a fair exchange. You also need to sell yourself. Sure. But yeah, whether that's a product or a service or yourself or your consulting or your thoughts, you're going to sell something. And I just think there's no shame in that. You should be proud of that. The world has worked forever on trade. And now it's with money and your product or service. And yeah, you're going to sell something and you're going to do a great job. And people are going to be so grateful that you are selling whatever it is you do. And there's no hard feelings. They're, they're happy to pay you the money because the value that they receive is enormous. Yeah. And think about flipping this mindset around. So we end every podcast episode for those of you who are longtime listeners, you know this, we end with a joy and a hustle. And those are usually something that one or both of us have invested in that bring us tremendous amount of joy or efficiency or stress release or whatever it is, right? Like you hear us talk on this show all the time about stuff that we invest in that makes our lives better and or easier. And so we want you, when you start to feel nervous about becoming salesy or coming across as too pushy in your sales, start to think about a time that you bought something, whether it's an online course or a product or a program or something material, think about something that brought you a tremendous amount of joy and you couldn't wait to go tell your friend about it. Like you couldn't, you didn't want to hold them back for one more day from having the same, you know, happiness or relief that you have from investing in something, right? And so start to think about your own products, programs, and services this way. If you, if you are able to do that, like if you're really building something and investing your time and your money into building a business, I sure as heck hope that you feel proud and you want to shout it from the rooftops and share it with the world, right? So start to shift the way you think about selling your work into something that brings other people joy. 
And I think we often don't value our own work as much as we should. So I've seen it from our perspective when, you know, we're selling, you know, a fairly high ticket item as the inner circle and we're like, ooh, it's so much money. But then people buy it and they're like, oh my God, this is the best thing ever. And you have these like inbox full of like, I'm so excited because we are teaching them how to create an online business. Like, how is that not the best thing ever, right? So often you undervalue what you know and what you do. And to the person receiving it, it's like, amazing. So just, you know, I think flipping around is very valuable. Yeah. And just know that when you sell something, you get money in the bank, right? And that also feels really good. So yeah. And you're going to do something with that money. Exactly. And once you start to make the sales and bring in the revenue and grow your business, it's going to get easy and easier to sell and market because you're going to start associating the joy that comes as the sales roll in with selling, right? Like, so we were just debating this earlier today, Sandy, like on the one hand, like we love and hate launches, like probably everyone on the internet who does launches, right? Like launches are big and they take a lot of work and they create some, you know, pretty intense periods of stress leading up to the launch. And yet the feeling, like the high that you get on the last day of a launch, it's hard to explain if you've never had it, but it's unlike really anything else. I mean, it's, it's just a wonderful feeling. And so we're balancing like, do we want to move away from a launch mode in our business or do we want to continue to thrive on launches because it has this double-edged sword? And I think that we've grown this kind of mental association with launches too, where it's like, we know we're connecting with a lot of people and you know we're bringing in a lot of sales and we're experiencing a lot of joy. Every time we welcome a big cohort of people into our, into our business, it's this extreme joyful feeling. So you know, writing the sales and marketing emails all of a sudden doesn't feel so hard. Right. And that's, that's us working on our mindset in doing this with fun, you know, like in doing this with joy and like, yeah, it's work, but this is the work and it's really fun. And it's, it's the work really we chose, fun. right? And yeah. it's the work you choose yeah. if you're building an online business too. Yeah. Okay. Number four is I won't be able to figure it out. I'm not technical enough. I'm not smart enough. I don't know what I'm doing. I am so tired of hearing people say this and seeing people write this to us. Like every time I see a message where someone says something like that, I just cringe. It crushes me. And it's just really depressing to see that so many people feel this way about their ability to do something tricky, challenging, or new. I think it drops into victim mentality or victim archetype where it's like, I didn't learn. I don't know. I can't do it. Oh, poor me. Someone else do it for me. Say things like that to us, right? Like I'm just not that smart. Yeah. And so I think the first step is just to recognize, Ooh, I've said that to myself and I've done it too. Like I can't figure that out or, you know, we've all been there, but that recognizing like, okay, that's just a thought. Hold on. That's just a thought. I have nothing to say that that's true. And I can promise you that if you continue to think that, then you are not going to be successful. So if you are approaching this online business from a true deep-seated desire and decision that this is what you want, this is how you want to live, this is how you want to operate in the next level of your career, then you can figure it out. You need to decide that. Of course you can. And and if you can't, then you hire someone. Like there's always a solution. There's always a solution. Like, do you open up a brick and mortar store and say, I can't figure it out? No, like you will figure, of course, you don't even know what you don't know yet. Like you'll figure it out as it comes along. So I too, am getting very tired of this mentality and it's just nonsense, but recognize it and then switch it, flip it, make it fun. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's a challenge, right? It's all every time. And every time you have a setback or something is hard or challenging, it's just a new experience. It's just new data. And I also want to point out, I am a huge fan of Glennon Doyle and have read her work for years and years. And she has a saying, I don't know, it's a meme now at this point in our culture, but it's, you can do hard things and it's, it's all over Pinterest. It's all over Instagram. If you search for it. And I just, I have that up in my office because a lot of what we do, Sandy has been hard for me. And and it continues to be hard because every stage of growth in your business brings new challenges, right? And let alone your life. And so, of course, you can do hard things. Like when you find out a family member is sick and that's the last thing you want to hear and you have to go, you know, like reconcile what's happening in the world with and what's happening with your family. Like it's horrible, but you can do it. You're going to take the, you're going to put one foot in front of the other. You're going to start the meal train. You know, you're going to do whatever you need to do. And I have the same thing around climate change. Like, I have to work actively to not be totally debilitated by the apocalyptic things that are happening in the world, you know, and it doesn't mean I'm going to just like curl up and stop functioning. Like we can all push through hard things. And we, when it gets to the point that it's too hard for any one of us, we have a responsibility to reach out for help. And that's what you're saying, Sandy, is like, there are other people that are there. There's family, there are friends, there are masterminds, there are colleagues, there are Facebook groups and it's your responsibility once you realize you're in over what you can handle to reach out for help, to hire a coach, do whatever you need to do to get to the next step and not fall into victimhood. Exactly. Yeah. And that kind of rolls into number five, which is I'm not techie enough. So we see a lot of excuses like I really want to teach online, but I, I am just not technical. Yeah, sure. No one is born technical. <laughs> sure. That little baby that was born down the road, not technical. Not technical. Yeah, not technical. You, not technical. It's a skill. I would say this is improving over the years that we've had Namastream, that people are becoming more and more comfortable with technology. And the software is constantly like software in general is constantly improving and you know the the user interface and the you know understanding the psychology like it's all getting easier and i think we're using technology more and more so we're more familiar with how software works but we've always said for namastream or you know if you can use facebook and instagram you can use namastream like you'll figure it out so yeah that's just not a valid excuse like it's of course you can do it This podcast is brought to you by the Namastream software platform. Namastream is an easy-to-use platform that helps you build and sell your own courses, memberships, and live stream programs. Go from idea to open for business in just minutes. You can learn more at namastream.com. Yeah. And I want to give a shout out to the softer skills that many of us possess more naturally. So communication skills and empathy, emotional IQ, anything related to that is, I I would say, harder to develop as an adult and as a professional than these technical skills. So Sandy, you and I have both coached a whole bunch of people, business owners, many of them in the software space. And those, it's, it's much easier to go ahead and teach the technical skills than to teach those other skills that are critical for building a business. So if you have poor people skills or low emotional IQ, that's harder to deal with than having to learn, than being naturally talented or 
possessing those qualities and having to learn the technical part. So I want you as a listener of this show, if you find yourself feeling not technical enough to start to think about that as actually being a benefit to you, because the technical stuff is easy. Like it is just a matter of like reading the right documents and playing around with something. Like it is not impossible at all for you to learn that. In fact, it's much easier for you to learn that than for someone who maybe has more technical experience to learn the other stuff that you already inherently know. That's right. That's right. Okay. Number six is you're always telling yourself old stories. Oh, Coach Sandy, enlighten uh, us on this one. (laughs) So we will hear people say that, and you know what? I, I have friends who live this daily and it drives me crazy to listen to them. So I've never had money. You grew up poor. You've just gotten by. You never will make money. That's not for me. I'll never have that kind of car. I'll never have that kind of house. Money is always tight. It's hard to get. You have to work really hard. That success won't be me. That won't ever happen to me. Like all these stories of success, that won't be me. And so it won't be if you if that's the thought that's continuing in your head. And that's the, we talked about this on a recent podcast with Gay Hendricks. What does he call it? The ceiling? It's like it's like a belief ceiling, right? Like you can only go so far because you believe this much or only everything that you've witnessed around you, people only make this much. And so you don't even know how far you can go because of your thinking. And so some of the work that both you and I have done recently is around managing our thoughts in this regard. And so Again, it's it's like whatever you think, this is straight Abraham Hicks, whatever you think, you are going to have that as your result. So if you are constantly telling yourself that that won't be you or that can't be you or that you've only ever had just enough money, then you're only ever going to have just enough money. So we want to shake that up and to, you know, raise that ceiling. Like what kid could you do? Why can't you? Like I just like why not you? That's that's what Emily Williams said. Like why not you? So just examine that ceiling, examine those stories that we've, this whole series is about looking at our, our money stories, specifically women and money. Like, what is that story? You got to identify it. And then you've got to stop and change that story in your mind. Write a new story. And I mean, it's literally as simple as getting a pencil and a piece of paper and writing out a new story. So how much money do you want to make? What do you want your life to look like? Like in vivid detail, what is your business? And then to focus on that vision and not the current situation or the past. It's really not even the current, it's the past, right? So these old stories are all rooted in the past and we all have them. Like we all have these stories of how we grew up or what happened to us in our young adult life or whatever that it's easy to fall into limiting belief around that creating like the walls of what's possible in our lives. And the truth is, is that money is neutral. Money can be as abundant as you want it to be. And it's really going to be determined by how visionary or how ambitious you're willing to be, audacious you're willing to be with the new story that you want to write. And then you also have to do the work, right? It's not just sit in your room and write a story and mm-hmm. then that's it and it's done. Like you have to actively, actively work towards achieving what's in that story every day. But writing the story is the first step. And those actions that you need to take won't happen if you don't have the right thoughts to support those actions. You won't ever get there. And recently I was thinking about like, you know, this this whole series, Jenny, I think has really changed both of us. And I've been thinking about like, what will my life or our, our lives be with running this company five years from 10 years from now? And what that's going to be like depends on the action that I take today. And so making that decision to 
set a big goal and figure out what you need to do is really a gift to that Sandy and Jenny five years from now, 10 years from now. And like in the future, we will be thanking ourselves for who we are today to taking those decisions. And maybe they're hard and maybe it's like tough action and it's writing a lot of emails. But five years from now, we're going to be so grateful to ourselves that we did that. And I think that's such a cool way, like, oh, I don't want to do this. But you know what? That's a gift to myself in the future that I'm going to be changing the way I'm going to be making more money. I'm going to be, you know, enter whatever you want out of your life in five years from now. But this is a gift I'm giving myself, my future self. And so I'm going to do the work today so that I can, you know, enjoy it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really not rocket science at all. I mean, you need to figure out who you need to become to have the life that you want in the business that you want. Like, who do you need to be today in your actions? And I think it's, we're saying the same thing. And I, mm-hmm. I just, I don't think it's, it's not tremendously hard if you're willing to put the thought. It's really thought. It's like a little bit of time and it's mostly being willing to catch your thoughts and be very mindful about what you choose to think every day. Okay. And the last one is, I don't really believe that yoga teachers or Pilates teachers or health coaches or fitness spiritual teachers can make money. Well, we're here to tell you that we have very clear data that speaks to the opposite of that and that we have plenty of people that we know, clients of ours, colleagues of ours, friends of ours that are making a relatively unlimited amount of money in their business. And so it certainly shouldn't be the profession that you have or the topic that you have expertise in that is limiting your growth. Like that's absolutely insane. So the only point at which that makes sense is if you are an employee in a particular field, and then in which case there are industry standards for sort of like how high you can go, like where the ceiling is in that job. But once you become an entrepreneur and you have a business, those ceilings go away. I mean, that's the most beautiful thing in the world, especially if you have a scalable business. So if you're a consultant and you're still trading time for money or a contractor, right? And then every single dollar you bring in or whatever your currency is, is dependent on your time, you're going to have a ceiling. And the only way you change the amount you make is by charging more per hour, right? But if you build a scalable business on the internet, there's no sailing anymore. And we've seen it happen over and over again. Once people get a few years into a business, it's like a tsunami wave that comes in in terms of what's possible. Like it's, it's just astonishing. And I love this economy, like this part yeah. of our economy. It's like... <laughs> Internet changed Magic everything. Sprout of yeah. possibility. It's like an ATM machine at some point where you put some money in and it comes out. Like, and it doesn't matter what you're teaching. If you're good at what you're teaching, and there's obviously people who want it, then it and it doesn't matter that there's hundreds of thousands of the same teachers on the internet. There's always room for you. And I think if you can really grab onto that authenticity and teach from you, like as you, there's so much room. There's so much room to do this. And anyone, I think health and wellness is hot. Like people are need this kind of work. Like this is the best industry to be in. And like spiritual work too. I mean, as we are moving into this apocalyptic age too, because I'm going to always harp on it because that's what I can do with this little audio, you know, this little podium that I have here. I mean, there is a real crisis of meaning that takes place for people as they're experiencing trauma. And I think you as a healer of some kind, whether it's a spiritual healer or a physical healer, 
you are able to offer relief to people and the need for that relief is only growing. And that's a, a, a very big tragedy, but it's also the way the world is, right? And so, you know, you can choose to take advantage and, and have a beautiful business and fulfilling life by helping people who are in that state of, state of mind too. So, you know, think about how you can be one of the helpers. And there's a client on Namastream who is a spiritual teacher. I think psychic would be the right word. And she charges like 45 a month, like a good monthly fee. And she has clients. Like it's so amazing to see. But for me as an individual to have $45 a month and have access to her and her teaching, of course, it's nothing. It's absolutely possible. Our responsibility as consumers and as citizens, as people moving forward is to, to opt for buying less stuff and choosing to invest in more experiences and more information products. Like I, I just would much rather put my money towards people and experiences than more stuff that's just going to take resources to make and end up in the landfill. And like, it's also like mm-hmm. to buy stuff to keep the economy functioning. We need to sell stuff in order to survive. And so just start to think about where you fit into this big economy, this real global economy that we're all a part of. So where can you have the best impact in terms of positive impact and the, you know, the least impact in terms of negative impact? There we go. Those are our seven excuses busted. Yeah. And so if this is speaking to you, we would love it if you would take a moment to leave a rating and review on iTunes. It helps other people find the show. It helps other people hear the message that we are working you know, every week to spread and share. This podcast is something that we do out of love and service. And so if you are finding something positive from it, we would love it if you would just take a moment and leave that rating and review. Let's move on to Joy and Hustle, Jenny. Okay, I have the joy. You have the joy. It's crazy joy. I have a really big joy. But your (laughs) hustle is also a joy. So, Okay, so after many years, I have a, like me and my family love to travel, but we also like, I don't love to fly and we want to be able to have a more nomadic existence, at least for part of the year. And so we have invested in something that is known as a mobile habitat. <laughs> is that what it's called? Called a mobile habitat. Yeah, it's uh-huh. really amazing. So if you haven't heard of Taxa Outdoors, it's like a novel brand of RVs. And be- like I'm saying RV and camper like with an asterisk because it's not what you think it is. It's a habitat. But it is. it was developed by a NASA a NASA engineer. And it's like this amazing eco-friendly kind of camper. We have one called the Cricket, which is a little tiny camper that we can tow with our Subaru Outback. And it pops up and it's like literally a habitat. It's everything you would need to live in it. And it's going to allow us to travel and spend more time with family and friends who live across North America. And it's a trailer, just to be clear, like a like it's a yeah, trailer like a tr- that you pull. Yeah, you tow it. Yep. Like a camper to me is on a truck. Like a truck and camper is like attached to a truck. So it, it's a trailer and it's Taxa, T-A-X-A for those of you who want to look it, it up. Yeah. So cool. So it's, it's like it will add something to Instagram so you guys can go see it. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, there's bigger ones and smaller ones and they're all like Taxa. They're all named for a taxonomy of insects. Like it's just perfectly fitting. I'm the exact ideal client for this <laughs> company. And so we just picked our little camper up this weekend and it's I'm so excited <laughs> to go use it. Really, really big adventures in the in the near future. Yeah, that's so cool. That's amazing. And you're gonna come to Canada with it. Oh yeah, I'm gonna be up there for sure. Park on my street. Yep. In the city. We'll do it. Okay. And so the hustle is the Apple Watch. 
and I cannot even believe I'm saying this and I that I bought it, but I have a really hard time spending money. And so we were working on something with the series and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go buy that Apple Watch that I've been watching for so long, thinking about it, researching it, thinking about it and not. So I went and bought it one morning and I really like it. Now, Sarah Christensen brought this up as her one of her joy or hustles when we interviewed her as a time-saving thing that she because we were both sort of resistant to the idea, like we don't need to be any more connected. We don't need our iPhone strapped to our wrist, which is basically what it is. But what it's done is, first of all, I don't have to look for my phone. I'm always looking for my phone. I know this sounds absolutely ridiculous, but I never know where my phone is. I miss phone calls all the time. I miss texts all the time. And I'm always scrambling to have to phone people back when I hate that. So having this on my wrist, I get notifications when someone phones. If someone phones and I can't find my phone, I can answer on my watch, which is super cool. And I get texts. And then I've just been and I'm trying to figure out what notifications I want because it can be ridiculous, like constant binging on your arm. So I love the activity tracker. I love, love, love that. I like that kind of data, that biohacking kind of data, and I'm looking for a sleep app. So it's great. I'm really, really happy with it. There's a few things to figure out, but it's pretty damn cool. Yeah. It's really pretty too. Tell people what colors. I got the gold one with the pink strap, but I'm going to get the gold metal strap. The pink is good, but I think I'll tire of it. So. I would get the exact one that you got, which is the, which is a danger because <laughs> we'd be watching matching watches. You know, that's just how it goes. You spend enough time with somebody, you start to <laughs> have the same things. Well, thank you for tuning in to this episode of our Women in Money series, and we will see you next week. Bye, everyone. Ready to go from, I really want to build an online business, but don't know where to start to, wow, I've just sold my first digital product. That's exactly what we're going to help you do during our free Become an Online Teacher course. We've created a simple five-day email-based course to teach you everything you need to get started as an online teacher. By the end of the week, you'll have a digital product that's mapped out, priced, and ready to offer your community. Head over to soulful.mba slash teacher to sign up. It's totally free.